Amen. All right, let's take our Bibles tonight and uh, let's go to um, Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7. Well, I was, uh, again, uh, uh, working on the messages this week as far as what to bring today. And uh, I got to thinking um, about Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7. And, of course, we've been talking about this a little bit lately. Uh, but this is known as the Sermon on the Mount. And, uh, of course, uh, I, last year or two years ago, I actually preached through all this. And, and uh, so we, we had a good overview on it then. Uh, but, uh, of course, the context of Matthew 5, 6, and 7 uh, was, let me read the first verse to you here. And it says this, And seeing the multitudes, he, Jesus, went up into a mountain, and when he was set his disciples came unto him so the context of matthew 5 6 and 7 is that jesus was up in a mount teaching his disciples preaching to his disciples and so this whole sermon came outdoors and so uh i understand uh, we're not in the israel tonight we're not up in a mount all right but we are outdoors and so jesus preached this message to his disciples that were outdoors and i don't claim to be jesus i not claim disciples, uh, but uh, hey, I, I'm going I'm to do what he did, all right? I'm going to teach you something from this message as we're outdoors tonight, and uh, just as Jesus did those many uh, uh, centuries ago. And uh, as I got to looking through the Sermon on the Mount, man, there are so many powerful truths contained in here, and if you flip through your, your diff- the, the different chapters here in, in, uh, in uh, the headings, Scripture. Uh, a lot of times your Bible will have different headings about things Jesus taught about. But to me, maybe one of the most famous stories in the Sermon on the Mount is the closing illustration Jesus gave in verses uh, through uh, 27. And uh, this is a very familiar passage of Scripture, a very uh, famous uh, uh, Scripture here. And in fact, we sing about it almost every Sunday morning when we sing about that song, The Wise Man and the Foolish Man. And so for just a few minutes tonight, uh, I want to preach to you on this subject, how to keep your house from going splat. How to keep your house from going splat. Remember when we sing that song on Sunday morning, right? I think everybody's favorite part when we sing about the foolish man, okay? And the house on the sand went splat. There you go, all right? And uh, so I don't know about y'all, but uh, I, I don't I don't think I want my house to go splat. And so uh, let's look at this tonight. Uh, again, a very uh, familiar passage of Scripture, but just, just some very simple truths I want to share with you. Let's read here verses 24 through 27. Jesus says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon the house, and it was, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And every one that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell. It went what? Splat. And great was the fall of it. Let's pray. Lord, we love you tonight. Bless us, Lord. Thank you for this gathering of your people. Again, Lord, just what a, a neat setting, Lord, to be here. Lord, out in your creation, uh, Lord, just enjoying this beautiful evening. Now, now speak to us tonight through your word as we uh, talk about something that uh, you preached about outdoors. Uh, I pray that uh, it would be a help and a blessing to us tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, let me just say this. Jesus is the ultimate authority when it comes to everything. Amen. But particularly when it comes to building things that truly matter. Uh, The Bible says this about Christ in Colossians chapter 1, verse 17. And he is before 
before all things, and by him all things consist. Hey, do you know why we can be here tonight? You know why we can uh, enjoy life and we can do what we do? Because Jesus allows it, that's why. I mean, I mean, truth be told, folks, that's what it comes down to. Anytime God would want to, He could end this thing. But you know what? He chooses this by His grace and mercy uh, to have life, even though, truth be told, as a human race, we don't always deserve it. Amen? In fact, we don't deserve it. I can tell you that. The only thing we deserve is to have to uh, be punished for our sin. But because of Christ and because of Him, all things consist. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 4, For every house is builded by some man, but he that built all things is God. Amen? So Jesus is the ultimate authority when it comes to building things. So I think he knew what he was talking about when he gave us this story here about the uh, Matthew chapter 24 uh, or chapter uh, 7 verse 24 through 27. So let's look at this thing tonight for a few minutes. First of all, notice the two builders. Alright? The two builders. Notice what it says. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon the rock. And we sing about it every Every Sunday morning, all right? The first verse goes, The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. And the rains came tumbling down, right? So you have the wise man. But guess what? It wasn't just a wise builder, because look what it says in verse 26. It shall be likened to a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. Okay? So here's the thing. Look at this. The difference in these two builders was not the their work ethic. Both apparently were hard workers because both constructed a house. Both apparently were procrastinators because both seemed to finish around the same time. Both apparently had knowledge because they both were able to complete the task of building their houses. So what's the difference between these two builders that determine whether they were wise or whether they were foolish? Well, that leads us to the next thing, and that is this, the two foundations, right? The two foundations. What was it the wise man built his house upon? Help me tonight. You know it. The wise man built his house upon the what? The rock. That's right. The foolish man built his house upon the what? The sand. So what made these different men uh, wise or foolish was the foundations on which they built. Now let me say this, all right? If there's one thing when it comes to building you have to get right, you know what it is? It's the foundation. All right? It's the foundation. All right? Now, uh, anything that has to be built, if you have any kind of construction knowledge whatsoever, you understand uh, the process, or, or maybe you don't, but I think most of you do, that the process of that goes into a foundation. All right? We'll just use the example that we can look to tonight, okay? If you look over that direction, you see two structures over there. The reason that my house and my garage is sitting over there, and uh, they've been there for just a little bit, the house longer than the garage, of course, is because they have a, a, a the right foundation. Now, you may not be able to tell it. Oh, you might be able to. From this end of the house to that end of the house, the ground dropped two foot. Okay? That's a lot when it comes to building. Now, here's the deal. Uh, in order for the house to be level, we had to make sure that we brought in the right material to build that up with. Okay? Now, again, I'm, I'm not an expert at the, uh, the, uh, uh, the rough part of construction. I'm more of a finisher. Okay? But here's what the guys told me. In fact, some of the guys here helped me with this. Listen, we got to bring in rock to build up that, that, that ground over there. Okay? You can't fill, you can't fill it with dirt. You know why? Because dirt isn't as strong as rock. So, right? Oh, you can't even see it. 
All right, but underneath the house over there, uh, and between the house and the driveway right here, when we built the driveway, we have over 216 tons of rock. Okay? By the way, this driveway, you could probably tell it was a little bit rough tonight coming in. Hey, it's way better than it was yesterday, okay? Uh, this winter killed it, but yesterday we filled it in with some, uh, uh, with some rock to, to fill it up. Between the driveway and the house, we brought in, think about this, 216 tons of rock. You know why? Because the foundation had to be right. Now, even though you don't see the foundation, the foundation is the key component for a structure to be there for a long time. All right, right up here on the property, uh, right up to uh, toward the front is where the new building's going to go. And I'm going to tell you right now, before that new building goes up, you know what we're going to have to spend a lot of money on? The foundation. We're going to have to get the dirt right. Then we're going to have to bring in a bunch of rock, and then we're going to have to bring in a bunch of concrete. Listen, before a wall goes up, we're going to have to spend a lot of money, you know, on what? A foundation. You know why? Because the foundation is the most important part of a structure. Now, Jesus was trying to teach us something here because he's not just talking about physical structures, okay? Listen to me, church. Every person is building their lives on one of two foundations. You're either building it on the rock or you're building it on anything else. And by the way, you know what anything else is? The sands of this life. By the way, you know what the rock is you're building your life upon as a Christian? Hey, come on now. We know the answer to that. It's the Word of God. Amen? It's that King James Bible you got with you tonight. And as, as, as a Christian, you're either building your life on the Word of God or you're building it on anything else besides that. By the way, the philosophies of this world, you know what they are? They're sand. Hey, how about this philosophy? I don't get, need God in my life. I've heard people tell me that all the time. I'm doing just fine without God. I don't need God. Hey, you know what that foundation's called? Sand. How about this philosophy? I'll just... Follow my heart and stay true to myself. You ever heard somebody say something like that? By the way, that, that might have a cute little sound to it. That might be a, uh, you know, a, a saying that somebody puts on a t-shirt, or that might be a lyric of some stupid worldly song. But let me tell you, that's a bad philosophy when it comes to building your life upon. Amen? How about this philosophy? If it feels good, do it. Man, that's a philosophy that's being pushed in our world right now. Listen, whatever feels good to you, whatever you think is right, that's what you need to be building your life on. Hey, you know what that's called? Sand. Now listen, uh, how about this? How about this philosophy, all right? Well, I don't need to go to church to be a good Christian. I can worship God anywhere I'm at. Now, you know what? Again, can you worship God anywhere you're at? Sure. But you know what? You're disobeying the Word of God by not being faithful to the house of God, the gathering of God's people. You know what that philosophy's called? Sand. How about this philosophy? The, uh, the Bible. It's just this old, archaic history book. It's not even relevant in our day and age. You know what that's called? Sand. Humanism, atheism, Gnosticism, all the other isms that's taught in all the places of, of, of higher learning. You know what those are? Sand. Anything opposite of what the Bible says. You know what it is tonight, church? It is sand. So you know what we've got to decide? We've got to decide what our foundation is going to be about. Listen, God has gifted every single person with what's known as individual soul liberty. You know what that means? You're going to make the choices of what your life's going to be. But let me just say this. You may make choices, but your choices either have built-in consequences or built-in rewards. Amen? I'm going to tell you, as a Christian, if you want your house to stand, you better make sure it's built on the right foundation. So there's two builders, there's two foundations. And by the way, why is it so important your foundation's right? Because of what we're going to talk about next. Guess what there is? There's two storms. There's two storms. Look what it says in verse 25. 
And the rain descended. By the way, we're talking about the house of the wise man here. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew. Listen to this. And beat upon that house. Amen. It beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. By the way, here's what it says about the foolish man. Listen to this. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. So you know what you find out these verses teach us? Jesus was teaching us here that storms are a part of life. And I'm not just talking about weather-related events, although sometimes God can use that to get man's attention. Amen? Listen, folks, what am I talking about? I'm talking about no matter where you're at in life, guess what? You're going to face a storm. Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, Jesus says that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, for he maketh his Son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. You know what this, the, the, the principle this verse is teaching us? Listen to me, church, is this. Good things and bad things are going to happen to everybody in life, whether you're wise or foolish. You know what it's called? The storms of life. Amen? And so here's the thing. The reason you better make sure that your foundation is right, because you're going to face some storms. I think of a biblical example of this uh, was uh, in Acts chapter 27 when Paul was on his way to Rome. And you know what? Paul was in the will of God. Paul was where God wanted him to be. And here's what the Bible says. But not long after there arose against it a temptuous wind called Eurycliden. And when the ship was caught and could not bear into the wind, we let her drive. And falling into place where two seas met, they ran the ship aground. And the forestart stuck fast and remained unmovable. But the hinder part was broken with the violence of the ways. Hey, think about this for a minute. Here was uh, Paul, God's man, God's apostle, doing God's work, and you know what he faced? He faced a storm. Let me just tell you tonight, it doesn't matter whether you're saved, lost, it doesn't matter whether you're faithful or unfaithful to God, you're going to face some storms in life. By the way, you know why? You better make sure your foundations are right, because the storm's coming, that's why. And then I want you to notice this. I want you to notice the two results. The two results. Again, look at what it says in verse uh, 25 of Matthew chapter 7. You ready? Here we go. And the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat upon the house. Listen, this wasn't just some little rain event, okay? This wasn't just the winds were gusting a little bit. This was a massive storm, amen? And all that happened to the house of the wise man. You ready? Here's what the Bible says. And it fell not. It fell not. Amen? Listen, do you know what the, re- the, re- the result was of the wise man? And the Bible tells us why it didn't fall. Because it was founded upon a rock. Because the foundation was right. The house didn't fall. What about the foolish man? Verse 27. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. You ready? Here's the result. And it fell. And it fell. And by the way, notice what it says. And great was the fall of it. Listen, folks, it wasn't just minor damage here, okay? It wasn't just a little bit of roof repair. It wasn't just a little bit of siding blew off. No, the house fell, and great was the fall of that. Amen? You know what happened to this house? It went what? Splat. It went splat. Now, folks, listen to me. It doesn't matter how smart we think we are. We're not going to circumvent God's laws. It's very simple. If you build your house on the rock, it will stand. If you build your house upon the sand, it will go splat. Amen? So you know what it comes down to in the Christian life? Listen to me. you got to build on the right foundation. you got to build upon the right foundation. And so we see the two builders, the wise and foolish man. We see the two foundations, rock and sand. We see the two storms. We see the two results. 
So here you go. Here's the message tonight, very simply, all right? How to keep your house from going splat. You ready? Number one, make sure you're anchored to the rock of salvation. Amen? Make sure you're anchored to the rock of salvation. I don't have time to do it tonight, but if I had time, I'd go through and I'd read you verse after verse after verse after verse. Uh, I'll read you a couple of them. Notice what it says here in Isaiah 28:16. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. He that believeth shall not make haste. First Peter 2.6, Wherefore also it's contained in the Scripture, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Acts 4.12, Neither is there their salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Listen to me. Make sure you're anchored to the rock of salvation. Listen, you want your house to stand through the storms of life. You want your house to make sure it stands when life is over and we enter eternity. You better make sure you're anchored to the rock. Amen? And that, of course, rock is, is none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you, you will not regret, you will not go wrong, you will not make a mistake by putting your faith in Christ and Him alone. Amen to that. So how do you keep your house from going splat? Make sure you're anchored to the rock of salvation. And then here we go. Once you are anchored to the, ro- anchored to the rock, and this goes exactly what Jesus said is this. Listen to me. Learn and apply Bible principles. Learn and apply Bible principles. Remember what Jesus said? Listen to this. Let's go back to our text in Matthew chapter 7, all right? Let's flip back here. Notice what he says. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine. So here's the thing. First of all, you got to listen. you got to hear. And by the way, we're not just talking about the physical ears, although that's where it begins at. You know what it's talking about? Listening with your spiritual ears. Jesus said, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And I'm going to tell you right now, folks, every time there's preaching, uh, when the Word of God's preached, every time you interact with the Word of God in your, uh, as a Christian in your daily walk with God, any time you do that, you know what you're doing? You're interacting with the Word of God. You're listening. You're hearing. Amen. And God wants you to hear with your physical ears, but God even more wants you to hear with your spiritual ears. That's why every morning before you open up the Word of God, you ought to ask the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Amen? Teach me, Holy Spirit. Show me something. Give me something from your Word that I need to make my life what it ought to be. Amen? So whosoever heareth these things of mine, but listen, that's not all he said. You ready? Here's what he says. And doeth them. It's not just good enough to hear. Amen? That's where it begins at. But then you've got to take the next step and then do what you learn. Amen? That's why the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 1, verse 5, A wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain unto wise counsel. Uh, Proverbs 9, 9, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Listen to me. If you want to make sure that your house is going to not go splat, you must make sure that you learn and apply Bible principles. Let me tell you what marriages are, are, are going to work, the ones that apply Bible principles. Where, you know what? The wife says, I'm just going to be what God wants me to be as a godly wife. The one where the husband says, I'm just going to be what the Bible says to be as a godly husband. The one where the children say, you know what? I'm just going to obey what the Bible has to say about me uh, being the child I ought to be. Being the young person I ought to be. Listen to me. You apply those principles. They work. They work. Amen. I'll tell you right now, no marriage has ever fallen apart 
where one or both people in that marriage have not applied Bible principles to their marriage. Listen to me, folks. It's not rocket science. By the way, when people come to me and they, they need some uh, help with their marriage or help with other relationships, listen to me. I don't put this, you know, uh, uh, this uh, psychologist hat on, and I don't start talking in a, in a funny voice and start trying to impress someone with all this knowledge in my mind. No, you know what I do? I give them scriptural principles. Listen, you want to get counseling from me? I'll help anybody who needs help. I'll, I'll meet with you. I'll talk with you. But let me tell you what. I'm just going to tell you straight up front. I don't sneak up on people and try to surprise them with it. And you know what you're going to hear? Bible principles. Because let me tell you, that's what works. Amen? That's the foundation. And listen, if you want your life to not go splat, you better listen and you better heed to the Word of God. You say, preacher, you're kind of stuck on this thing called the Bible. Hello? What else is there to be stuck on? I mean, come on, you want me to give you chicken soup for the soul? Is that what you think is going to help you? You want me to read from Dr. Phil's latest book? You think that's going to help you? By the way, I, I had a copy of Dr. Phil's latest book, but I used it to start the fire out there one night. Amen? No, just kidding. I, I, don't, think I'd even, I don't think I'd even insult my fire by doing that, okay? No, listen to me, folks. It's not the philosophies of this world that's going to help. It's not man's opinion that's going to help. Listen, you want to make sure your house don't go splat? You better heed to this word right here. And that's why as a preacher, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to point you to the book, amen? That's why the saying that you hear me say more than anything, I guarantee you, if you would write it down, here's what I'd say more than anything. You ready? Here's it is. You probably already know it. Here's what I say. The Bible says. There you go. In my preaching, I say it all the time. The Bible says, the Bible says, because folks, listen to me, that's what we need to make it. Amen? And that's what you need, that's what I need to keep our houses from going splat. Amen? By the way, Jesus here, if you uh, follow everything within context, when he said, he that heareth these sayings of mine, you know what he's referring to? The previous three chapters of teachings. The previous three chapters. And, and again, we're, we're not going to go through it all tonight, but there's a lot of things. I would encourage you this week, I would encourage you this week, no matter where you're at in your other Bible reading, why don't you just take some extra time and read Matthew 5, 6, and 7 and figure out what it was specifically he was talking about that you need to be building upon and making sure your foundation's set right so your house don't go splat. Amen. By the way, don't think for one second Satan ain't working overtime to try to make our houses go splat. Okay, by the way, none of us are above it. Because you know what, any of our houses can go splat if we don't uh, heed to this word right here, amen? And that goes for the pew and the pulpit, or should I say the chairs and the pulpit, amen? Whatever it is, got to apply this book to our lives. So I pray that as God's people, we would apply these things. Let's pray. Lord, we love you tonight.